Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Rich Rosakov. How are you doing, Rich? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I'm doing real well. I'm in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Uh, we have escaped some of the worst weather that the rest of the company, country and Europe is uh, going through right now. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a lovely place to be. Wonderful. All right. Rich Rosakoff is an internationally acclaimed business coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur. As president and CEO of Coach to the Best, Rich guides CEOs and entrepreneurs throughout the world. And I think your mission to lead entrepreneurs to think more boldly, confidently, and uh, courageously is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Rich. Thank you so much. I look forward to our exchange and hopefully we'll uh, give some uh, entrepreneurs and uh, other uh, leaders ideas so they can always be their best. I bet we will. And of course you will, because I couldn't wait uh, until I get you here on the show. So um, um, shall we start with the first question? Is that okay? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, cool. So first of all, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? I work with high growth entrepreneurial clients. I work with companies uh, generally in their third stage of growth. Stage one is startup, it's sales-driven, it's establishing a niche. Phase two, you're already uh, in business and your focus is on operations. And it's a very exciting time. That generally takes you to about 25 people. Stage three is purgatory, 25 to 50. That's just when all hell breaks loose. Uh, Communication breaks down. The wonderful people that may have been there for you in the beginning no longer have the skills you need to grow with. You're bringing in new people. The systems that used to work, they won't scale anymore. You have to change those systems. So generally, I come in about 25 to 50 people, and I help the entrepreneur and their leadership team reassess where they are, what they need to do, because you need to change to get to the next level. What got you through level one and level two will not get you through level three. And ideally, you go from that phase three transformation stage to be, go from a mom and pop to a professional company, which means you can take some time off and the company runs uh, efficiently. But as you mentioned, purgatory. So it's kind of like it sounds like a little bit dangerous. But it's it's great that you mentioned that these are the the plateaus. And I I, I just assume that uh, not too many are aware of this. Is that fair to say? Uh, I don't think they are either. And when I first start to work with a company, particularly when they're in phase three, 
I take them through a program I have called Critical Success Factors and let them understand what happened in phase one, what happened in phase two. And quite often I might get there just as they're entering phase three. So it's reassuring to know it's not just us. It's the nature of growth. So I help companies grow. I love to work with entrepreneurs, and I think I'm getting at your second question here, who are lifetime learners, who have experienced humility, and believe me, by the time you get to phase three, you experience humility as an entrepreneur, but have an overwhelming desire to succeed, to learn, and to take calculated risk, not reckless risk, but calculated risks. No, I understand. So, and uh, uh, coming to the next question, meaning that, you know, you established that they are motivated uh, when they have established uh, the foundation that you lay out with them. So, but what are common mistakes they make when trying to solve that kind of problem? Well, first of all, uh, as Jim Collins says in Good to Great, having the right people in the right seat on the bus. And it's all about having the right people. So the first thing is you need that leadership team. You need those people to be there for you. I recommend any uh, entrepreneur should have uh, an assistant so that they don't do the assistance work. Uh, people keep their promises, manage the calendar, schedule events, and keep them from getting caught up in the thick of thin stuff. It's critically important. If I start working with a team and they don't have good, real-time financial numbers, then they're, uh, they're uh, flying blind. So that's a critical thing, to get the right financial numbers, know how to read them, understand what a balance sheet is, and why that's important to you, and have a good operations person. And the other key thing is, what is it you love doing? Where are you most effective? Uh, Mo and I, my wife and I, uh, went through a program, uh, a big leap program, and we identified your zone of genius, your zone of competence, your zone of incompetence, and the focus it should be You should put your time and energy where you are, time stands still. It's what you love to do. And you need other people to run the trains if you're a typical entrepreneur who's a visionary. And being a visionary without having the right people in the right place and understanding your financials and knowing where the market's going and be ready to grow with that market, uh, you just won't get to the next level and you'll burn out. Yeah, it's 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 a data that is, uh, that is imminent. And uh, uh, yeah, so I, and I also like that uh, you share so generously uh, your insights with us uh, today, Rich. <laughs> Thank you. So before I ask Rich, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. 
thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Rich, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with these kinds of issues? The first thing I think a good CEO has to do is learn how to manage their energy and to put their time and focus on what they do best and let go of the other stuff. Have the right people in place to do those things. So if you're an entrepreneur that's a visionary and that you're a leader and that you listen to people and you get feedback and you build relationships with all your stakeholders, you can be incredibly successful um, if you have that uh, person that makes the trains run for you, if you have the right financial people, if you have a good sales and marketing team. So it really boils down to creating the right players. And I would recommend that you take an assessment of your team members. And here's what I'm finding right now. A lot of companies give people job descriptions where it's not that they can't manage the time, it's the bandwidth is beyond their capabilities to be effective in any one thing. And what we don't want to do is set people up for failure. We want to make sure that they're in their zone of genius. They're doing what they're doing best. One of my favorite quotes is from Albert Einstein uh, that says, where he says that we all have a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will always feel stupid. So we don't want to set our people up for failure. We want to be good listeners. We want to get feedback and respond to it and be uh, able to grow because we're good listeners. We hear things. We're looking at trends in the marketplace. And we are not stuck that what worked yesterday is going to take us to the next level. Wonderful. You're a treasure, treasure test. So thank you for sharing already. This is so fantastic. I like the quote from Albert Einstein as well. So what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that uh, kind of issue? Also in a broader sense, I want to give you the platform to share where people can get in touch with you and your work, please. We're just about to come out with the second version of my book, People, Time and Money. And I started writing this as a column called Food for Thought. And they're about 500 words each, and they address issues that entrepreneurs face on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's how to manage people, how to manage money, and how to most effectively use your time. And on any given day, I could write about anything, but uh, like I wrote about how to make a steak two nights ago, but it's mostly focused on business experience, lessons learned, what's happening in the market. Right now I'm working with a client and we're going through the process of getting them their first bank financing. So we spoke to three banks last week and we're going to speak to three more uh, next week because we want banks to compete to loan us money and it's important 
to have the capital you need for growth and to have that safety net. So that's uh, one of the things I would write about. If we're looking for another book besides mine, the first place I would go to is Jim Collins, Good to Great. Mm. Wonderful. And anything, yeah. and anything by Peter Drucker. Yes. <laughs> thank you for saying that too. I love Peter Drucker as well. No, thank you for sharing this. Uh, again, so many insights here and you're so generous with uh, your advice and your insights. And uh, of course, we will put the link uh, to your book, uh, to your new book uh, in the show description. Uh, thank you for sharing, Rich. Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, you're welcome. What's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? The one question may be for an entrepreneur to uh, recognize their upper limits barriers and what are the things that go back from childhood that may hold you back. Uh, you're, you're very successful, so your brothers and sisters aren't, and that holds you back. Uh, there are messages you may have as a child, I'm not worthy. So what I see a lot of successful people is believe everything they think and believe limiting values and limiting ideas that say, I don't deserve this. I'm leaving others behind. I'm a burden on other people. And If you're experiencing those things, and if you're living in low energy, uh, low negative energy, or uh, low uh, or high negative energy, which is when you're angry, and low is when you're depressed, reassess what you're doing. There's something wrong there. Uh, you should be in business for the joy and the excitement of the challenge that's high energy, that's vigorous, or low positive energy, which is mellow and you feel good. So assess your energy. Do you have the right people in the right place? And are there upper limits barriers that are holding you back from enjoying all that you can achieve? And if I can add one more thing to that as an example, one of my clients is an incredibly successful woman. Her husband is not. And her upper limits barrier is fear of leaving him behind or fear of him not feeling good about himself. So she's doing the wonderful things, but she's not giving herself permission to enjoy it. And why do it if you don't enjoy it? Yeah. So as we say here, it's all about the energizing results that you can create for you and your loved ones. So I love it. <laughs> But also in business, of course, it's so important. So Rich, this brings me already to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Well, my wife and I have been married for nine years. We both have been married before and we met on Match.com and went 90 days before we even saw one another because she was living in another town. And as a result, when we got married, she said, 
We've both been married before. Sooner or later, we're going to unpack our baggage. So we need some tools. So it's a beautiful thing to have tools that keep you out of those kinds of little arguments and nagging things. So what gives me goosebumps is the joy we experience together. And one of our vows was cuddling. And it's just a beautiful thing if you have a partner in your life that during those hours when you're sleeping, you're in a mellow state and you're cuddling with someone you love. That gives me goosebumps. I can feel it right now. Thank you so much. <laughs> well done, Rich. <laughs> thank you for sharing this amazing goosebumps moment. Also, thank you, Rich, for our conversation. It was a pleasure and treat talking to you. And I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you shared with us today. Well, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I hope our paths cross again. Oh, I hope so too. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.